Is it time to abandon the softly, softly approach and essentially bring in the food police in the face of a tsunami of type 2 diabetes that's linked directly to poor diet? According to new international research, 7 out of 10 new cases of type 2 diabetes globally are caused by a suboptimal diet. Now that includes too much red and processed meats, refined carbs and sugary drinks, according to the study that looked at diet factors from 184 countries. Joining us now is Associate Professor of Nutrition and Māori Health at Massey University and Co-Chair of the Health Coalition Aotearoa, Lisa Tamoringa, joins us now. Kia ora. Kia ora. When it comes to what, well, we loosely call it bad food, is it, is it as bad as cigarettes when it, um, when it comes to the health epidemic? Um, well, the figures would suggest it's worse now, at least in countries like New Zealand, um, than cigarettes. And, and that's because we've done a really got, good job at reducing smoking in New Zealand with some really um, good policy to limit smoking and to make it much less attractive. Yeah, so, so, yes, food <laughs> food's a problem now, a bigger problem. So we've used legislation, right, and, and taxation policy to curb the use of cigarettes. Should we use those same tools when it comes to foods that create problems? Absolutely. Um, but, but I don't think we necessarily need to just focus on um, legislation that directly impacts the consumer or, or changes their choices. I think we need to look at the food system, look at what the food industry is providing, how we're letting supermarkets sell our food and how we're letting um, food exporters uh, dictate the prices of the food and the domestic supply. So I'm not advocating for it all to be just sort of um, the stick, stick on the bottoms of the naughty consumers. Let's go through some of those things, Lisa. So um, tax on sugary drinks, should we have that? Um, Yes, we, I mean, the evidence from all across the world shows that sugary drinks taxes are bringing down consumption of sugary drinks. But it's not something that we think would work in isolation. And it's not something we're really wanting to push right now when the cost of food is so high um, and so challenging for many families. It just sounds a little bit mean-spirited. I think there are other things that we can do um, in addition. Some, some, some communities have sinking lid policies when it comes to liquor stores. Should we do that with takeaway chains? <laughs> I don't know whether that would go down so well. I mean, we all we all need to eat. We don't need to drink alcohol, really. Might be a little bit fun, but it's not something that's a necessity. But food is a necessity, so I wouldn't be quite so keen on being really draconian about where we get food from. And I think actually making it easier for people to access healthy food um, by ensuring they've got enough money and they have access to good quality food and making sure those unhealthy foods are perhaps being priced more appropriately in terms of the health risks that they, you know, do add to the population. So... It seems, it's a little more complicated. Yeah, it seems everybody is talking about the cost of living, right? And the component of that being the cost of food. It is expensive to buy um, your groceries every week. So you talk about greater affordability. How do we achieve that as a country? Do you get rid of GST on food? What are the options? I mean, I we would like in Health Coalition Aotearoa, we really would like the government to sit around with a whole range of experts to look at what we can do to, you know, fiscally to reduce 
the price of food. Removing GST, I you know, I a lot of people call for removing GST on fruits and vegetables. I think that wouldn't be quite so great. Um good because you know wealthy people eat more fruits and vegetables but lowering the cost of the basics that people need to eat healthy basics um i you know through reducing gst i think could be a a useful mechanism but it will be complicated so um you know it does need a lot of thought put into it but i think we need to take it seriously you've raised concern about a lack of competition in the supermarket industry do we need a government supermarket we've got a government owned bank do we need a government owned supermarket to keep other chains honest well you know some people would argue that we would need that i think there would be benefit in having more players in the economy we think that there would be uh, it would be good to have some sort of regulator um, keeping an eye on what the supermarkets are doing and stopping their uncom competitive um, practices. Um, I think it's a little weak at the moment. So, um, yeah, it could work with a government supermarket, but not. It's, it's not the only thing we could do. Lisa, you mentioned exports and the, the influence that has on domestic prices for food. Tell us a little bit about your concerns there. Well, the price that we pay for food in New Zealand seems to be largely dictated by the prices that our food manufacturers get offshore. And, you know, we produce a lot more food than we need in New Zealand. So, you know, I I guess you can understand why a producer might rather sell to China than to us. But I, I think we need to address that. We need to look at what we can do to ensure that the price of food in New Zealand um, remains manageable for New Zealand consumers. Surely we should be prioritised before international um, markets. Um, and I think most people in New Zealand would, would, would agree with that. So um, I'm not an economist. I don't know how that would work. But I think we can get some good minds together to work on some solutions. Where do you reckon the line is between encouraging people, providing consumers with information and leaving them to make their own choices and um, bringing in laws or policies that limit your choices in order that you make the right choices? Well, I mean, we often, it's been a mantra in New Zealand that it's, you know, consumers are making their own choices. And if they decide to buy unhealthy food, then, you know, that's on them. But actually, we let our food industry confuse the public with, um, you know, with all the messaging they're doing, trying to encourage people to buy more, eat more, and buy their products more often. And the truth is that those unhealthy products that taste really good and are filled with sugars and salt and fat um, are cheap to produce too. So, um, you know, I, I would say that consumers are making informed choices. It's just they're being informed by the wrong agencies. And our government, uh, you know, public health people, we don't have the pockets that the food industry has to uh, to put out counter um, messages there. So I honestly think that without regulation, um, we won't see any improvements in our nation's diet. Thank you so much for your time. It's such an interesting conversation. That is Associate Professor of Nutrition and Māori Health at Massey University, Lisa Timorena, and she's also the co-chair of the Health Coalition Aotearoa.